0: Hey, it is Matt Mosley. This is one of the biggest days in the history of Baylor sports. Welcome in. Uh, We could do about five hours, Stephen. You want to do that? Maybe, like, I'll just stay, we'll just stay on, and then uh, Tom will join us later at 4 o'clock. J-Mo will join us at 2, and then Stretch will be on with us at 3. Are you up for that? Just kind of stay right on here. Now, you you have some Fox obligations, so I don't know how you would pull this off. I'd love to see you try to do two shows at once, Stephen. Well, you might get I your
1: th- you might get your wish today. <laughs> the way
0: things going. The G Man has to step out today for good reasons, and uh, and and uh, Stephen's pulling some double duty. But we always we always pitch in and help each other. Stephen, do I do I help much? I feel like I I pass out nice. I can lift people up and give them solid messages. But then you have to actually be the one. Fill it in and do it all the work. I just come in with very positive messages. We
1: all have our role. You fill yours well.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Stephen. I like this. Uh, start of the day. Now, remember, you can hear it all. ESPN Central Texas, 1660, 92.9. Tonight, uh, you'll be able to hear the Lady Bears. That happens at 6 o'clock, okay, versus UConn. And we'll have Bruce Geatson to talk about that game coming up here at 120. Um, We also have at 145, I believe, uh, John Morris, Voice of the Bears, will join us for a little bit. Okay, He's going to be on later, Stephen, with uh, Tom, but I got Tom's permission. I didn't want Tom to get upset stealing a guest. But we can share J-Mo because he is in the prime position right there in Indy. I hate that they have to play in that big, huge place tonight. Come on, man, I like Hinkle. I like Hinkle. But the shooting wasn't great the other day in Hinkle. You know, maybe you need to change up the venue a little bit. That'll be okay. Game against Arkansas. I'm so fired up for this. I, I had to wince. I saw Howler was going on with, uh, with Tom. I was a little jealous. Howler's our guy. Last time we tried to have Jim on, he was traveling. He was traveling. This is the first time Jim's ever had to turn us down. And it hurts. It hurt deep. Because, Stephen, in my mind, we, you know, I see Baylor in Arkansas, and I think a trip's to Barnhill. I think of Howler. I think of Eddie Sutton. Then I think of Nolan Richardson. All right? I don't think of – I mean, it's not like I think, oh, Gene Iba beat Nolan one time. Yeah, that happened like 1990. It did happen. It did happen at Farrell Center. John was there, called it. Um, That was incredible. Uh, Razorbacks came in their rank three. The big O, Oliver Miller, Corliss Williamson, Lee Mayberry. I mean, they were awesome. They were incredible. And then a couple – a few years later, they had uh, – Golly, maybe Todd Day was already on. I, mean, I and one of those teams went on, and and uh, did they win the national title, Stephen? One of those Nolan Richardson teams? Was it Todd? I, feel like, I believe, I yeah, I believe Todd Nolan Day. Richardson
1: has a national title. I'll look that up. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think Todd Day and that bunch might have gotten one at some point. I remember watching them in a championship game. I have some memory of that. Like a, we had like a rush group together. I would, I guess, I would still, I'd been in college when Nolan Richardson won that national title, or at least played for one. Because I remember one shining moment right after that. Would have been probably my, after uh, my... 94
1: yeah. is when they won the NCAA tournament. Okay, mm-hmm.
0: okay, okay, Stephen. I think I was serving as the Fiji Rush chairman. <laughs> Don't you? Does that shock you? I think we've got a few Rushies together. Okay, Stephen. Um, you were beating uh,
1: pledges while Arkansas was winning the <laughs> National Championship.
0: I, I, no, no, we were trying to get them. This was before we were mean to them. We were still trying to get them in. And then once they became pledges, that's when we could really be mean to them. We weren't too bad. All right, Stephen, um, I love this tweet. Uh, we got some stuff I want to hear from uh, Scott Drew, and I want to let you hear from Kim Mulkey. All right, and uh, I have already heard from Kim and Scott today. And then I heard from uh, the athletic director, Mac Rhodes. Stephen, he just gave me kind of a Joey McGuire. He gave me a Joey McGuire with one of those let's-go with about a dozen O's, all right. That was the comment from Mac Rhodes. All right, so I've checked in with everybody. I've given everybody. I always try to give Scott a few unsolicited comments. Uh, I'll, I'll share this with you. Uh, I don't know if Scott will use this or not. I think he usually throws my ideas out. But uh, I, my message to him, Stephen was, give the give the hogs some of their own medicine. Forty minutes of hell, all right. That was what Nolan Richardson did. He used to have Ron Beck, or no, no, Corey Beck, Ron Hury, Todd Day, Mayberry. Big O wasn't that great of a defender. Corliss was okay, but they they just would they would absolutely. Ron Brewer used to do it for them. Oh my gosh! From a defensive end, Brewer was unbelievable, and they would just lock you up. All right, this is not. These are not. That's not these hogs. These hogs are good. But I, they're not quite forty minutes of hellhogs, like 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 uh, like Nolan. I can hear my mom right now. I don't like that. I don't like the way that sounds. Forty. Yeah, Scott up. Drew's phone
1: automatically changed that to heck. So
0: it's <laughs> <That's> good, Steve. <laughs> Scott, Scott. I think Scott. I don't know. I don't. I think Scott occasionally might let one loose, but I'm not sure. I don't have it. They said Lon Kruger, in all those years of at Oklahoma, they never heard him use a curse word in practice. All those years, Lon Kruger. All right. I mean, they did pretty well there for, for <laughs> a long time with no cussing.
1: I heard a story right? King McClure yes. said that uh, Scott makes them do push-ups if, if they let one fly. And I guess Ooh. at halftime one time, he was trying to get their attention because they were playing poorly, and he, he dropped one and then got down and started doing push-ups. And that kind of – Brought some levity in the proceedings.
0: <laughs> good. Great Scott Drew. Let's hear from Scott in a second. I do want to say this with you. Uh, ESPN Women's Hoops <clears throat> put out this uh, tweet earlier. Steven, UConn, Baylor, and Stanford, <clears throat> top updated ESPN BPI. All right, this is a chance to win the title of the, of the eight teams that are left. UConn at 23.5%. Baylor is next at 22.7%. Those two teams play tonight. Dijon Carrington, our friend, we just had her on the show recently. I'm sorry, Stephen, allergies are kicking in here. Um, I told you about my uh, GI issues. Had a rough, rough weekend. Have not eaten since Friday. Uh, Dijon A. Carrington said, responded to this with a tweet, but we're a two seed. She put X comma Y equals no correlation. Basically, how does a... How does Baylor have a 22.7% but the number one overall, Stanford, has a 21.4%? Explain that, Stephen. That's what DeJanae wants to know, to which I responded, you know, leave it to a Stanford grad to to find a discrepancy in this math. You like that, Stephen?
1: That's a good one, yeah. Texas,
0: Stephen, what chance does Texas have to win it all of the Elite Eight? And give them credit, man. Texas fought their way in. Beat a higher seed last night, big time. Six versus three. Texas gets it done. Who was it? Stephen Maryland. That's, the team that's yes, put up a team. Yes, they ton beat Maryland last night. Mm-hmm. Vic Schaefer always looked like he's just about to have a meltdown out there. Love Vic. Vic gets out there, gets with it. I think Baylor and Texas is about to be a rivalry again. But right now, Baylor and UConn is one of the great rivalries in women's sports, in all sports, men or women. I love it. Baylor versus UConn, it's a big deal. But, uh, Stephen, what chance do you think Texas has? What do you think BPI, the percentage chance they have, to win it all?
1: Hmm. So they play South Carolina next, which would be a tough one. I'll say BPI gives them a 4% chance to win it all. 0.9. Ooh, okay. (laughs) Trying to help them out.
0: (laughs) Okay. 0.9.
1: The, the SBI, the Stephen Power Index, has them at a four percent chance.
0: Way to go, Vic! Vic loves you. All right, let's hear from Scott Drew real quick. Are we ready, Stephen? Let's do. Uh, let's hear uh, Scott Drew uh, after the game the other night talking about. Uh, well, actually, he met with the media yesterday. The assembled media. And uh, I I love this, Stephen. You know, the NCAA handles these Zoom, and you never know who they're going to call on. Last night, some of the University of Texas, people covering Texas for the Austin American Statesman. nobody from Austin got called on during the deal. (laughs) They got real mad. It was so funny. Goodness gracious, can't we all get along? All right, this is Scott Drew talking about Arkansas.
2: Well, first, first is a team that plays uh, extremely hard, uh, very athletic. Um, uh, Muss has done a great job with them, 12-1 uh, and one in their last 13 games, so basically the hottest team in the country behind besides Gonzaga. So uh, uh, you're playing a team that uh, has a lot of momentum, a lot of confidence, and uh, um, they really, they really uh, um, get after you. It doesn't matter if you're up, you're down. Um, they're never out of it uh, uh, with their athleticism and uh, uh, toughness.
0: Boy, how about that? That I like that. Uh, must the must bus. Get on the must bus. Steven, I've got Eric Musselman, son of Bill Musselman, famous coach. I've got him as the cockiest coach in all of NCAA basketball. Do you see him after games, like jumping up on the scores table and flexing and doing all that stuff? I mean, I, I he's kind of funny. you got to love the enthusiasm, but he does kind of make it about himself. He's not afraid to get in front of the cameras and flex and wear tight shirts. I mean, I, I, muscleman. is a good coach, mm-hmm. but I have him <laughs> as the cockiest coach remaining and maybe the cockiest coach in all of the NCAA tournament.
1: No, that checks out. I feel like when he was at Nevada, there's a video that still pops up from time to time. It went viral. It's before a game. And it's him just screaming, "Let's go!" in the Nevada locker room. Like everybody is pretty—I mean, people are ready, but they're pretty focused. It's like about time to walk out in the gym, and you just hear him screaming.
0: <laughs> oh, he's kind of a character. We like him a little bit, but not tonight. Not tonight, as he faces off against those Bears. Even late night, eight fifty-seven. Eight fifty-seven. I know this seven, is perfect right for you, you,
1: Matt. Eight fifty-seven p.m. This is this is your dream this is dream I'm tip time.
0: Going. Yeah, love a late tip time. <laughs> Nance is going to be on this one. Raftery. Uh, uh, G- uh, Grant, uh, Grant Hill will be on this one. Who's our friend on the on the sidelines for this one? Uh, oh, she's, with, uh, she's always with Romo and Nance. I love how they keep all these teams together. Um, Steven, what's her name? The uh, Dark-haired. Um, oh, she does a great job. Tracy Wolfson? Tracy, yeah. Tracy's going to be on the call. I love this group. And Raftery's funny. He's really funny. He's great at, I mean, he's just, you know, he's so funny. Grant's good with his analysis. Great team. Nance just lets the game come to him. Nance has grown on me. We used to have a fight. He once took me on, on the air during a CBS golf broadcast, saying something I'd written about him. And he said, I don't remember the name of the writer. That's how he, That's how he said it. I don't remember the name of the writer said it on the air during his, during a golf broadcast and he was talking about me. But then later he pulled a a funny one and, and, and recorded some audio, like saying, you know, let's put our, let's put, let bygones be bygones. And like, he apologized and all this stuff. All right. Uh, Steven drew Scott drew uh, on the uh, uh, the Baylor bears coach on the keys to this game.
2: Well, I think uh, um, Bob kind of touched on it with the, uh, uh points off turnovers, uh, um, both teams uh, are, are really good in, in transition, and both teams uh, uh, very, have very good defenders, very athletic, and pressure and, and uh, pressure burst pipes. So uh, both teams got to take care of the ball. Um, I know coaches will preach that, and whichever team does that will will definitely have an advantage.
0: Okay. Steven, do, do, do coaches more than anybody in life – Love those sayings, pressure burst pipes. Golly, they love that stuff. So, you know, it's going to be, you're going to have to turn up the heat. I, You know, I hope Baylor tonight will go out there and deliver that first punch. This team is capable, we saw it against Villanova, of the kind of blah first half. It hap- I don't know why. It, it's happened a few times this year. And then, of course, they come back and they punch in the second half. They didn't have the punch in them against Kansas because they were still coming back off the... Uh, and, of course, that Iowa State game was rough because they are all coming, up, coming off the, uh, the protocols. But they've got their feet back under them. Steven, I'd like to see them punch early. You know, and I love it when they get that first-half lead and then just choke a team. Just kind of choke them. All right, Steven, let's listen to a little Mulkey, uh, Kim Mulkey. This is her talking about uh, uh, the UConn star freshman uh, uh, point guard Paige Buchers.
3: Being an old point guard myself, the first thing I noticed when I saw her play is she has unbelievable court vision. She can deliver passes um, to her teammates that make it very easy for them to score. You don't see much of that in players anymore. They work on their game, and all they work on is one-on-one basketball and taking you off the dribble and stopping and popping and shooting the three, Um, so you know, I hate that we're playing against her because she may burn us. She's that good on passing. But that's the first thing that I would compliment her on is that somebody has taught her to ha- have the ability to see things before they happen and to make her teammates have easier shot. Her passing is is just really really uh, phenomenal. Uh, she certainly can shoot and score the ball, but she seems to be a player when I watch her that, you know, wants to be a, um, a, a leader out there and make everybody around her better. And I think that, you know, having played the position, I recognize that first.
0: Kim knows that point guard position. So good at it for so many years. And, uh, Stephen, real quickly, I want to hear this last one. Mulkey, uh, Kim Mulkey talking to the media on how both teams, the, uh, that UConn and Baylor get after it on defense? Well,
3: I don't, I don't know how he teaches it. All I know is what I observe, uh, and I observe just uh, same as us. They're, they're not a team that plays a lot of players we don't really play a lot of players. So the first thing you look at is how physical are they really? Are they getting in foul trouble because they're overly aggressive? I don't find that they are overly aggressive. I find that they play position defense. I find that they um, are aggressive enough to uh, harass the ball and create turnovers, but they're not going to foul out of games. And so that's a a big thing that I look at is – you know, a level of intelligence of we can play great aggressive defense and contest shots without fouling. And – but as far as similarities, that's kind of hard to judge when you don't know, do they teach them to go middle? Do they teach them to go baseline? Or they look – you know, I don't know all of that. Uh, I just know that I look at the NCAA uh, stats on field goal percentage defense. That is a big thing that was ingrained in me as a player – And we have, um, you know, been up there at the leaderboard in that area because, guys, I don't care how talented you are. There are going to come games when you meet somebody that's as talented as you and you may not be able to score the ball as easily. And so I think the emphasis on defense with both programs um, is bought into by the players that, that, that come to each program.
0: All right, good stuff there. Love uh, hearing from Kim Mulkey on, uh, on, on on that. I think this has become one of the great rivalries, even though they don't get together that often. Uh, it's huge. And uh, I think what we're going to do right now is uh, we will go to San Antonio and uh, talk to Bruce Geetson, uh, the voice of the uh, Lady Bears, and does such a great job, he and Maggie. And uh, let's talk to Bruce about tonight's huge matchup We are only uh, five hours away, four and a half hours away. It's coming. This game is on its way. Bruce Geetson
1: next. Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron.
4: This is a Fox 44 Weather Update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be a muggy day today with highs around 74 degrees with mostly sunny skies. Cloud cover will increase tonight with lows in the lower to mid 50s. Tuesday will be much warmer with highs in the lower 80s and mostly cloudy skies. Rain chances will increase Tuesday night. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5:30 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out Fox44News.com for any changes in the weather
5: recently on the John Moore Show.
6: Dan Shulman, ESPN, our guest. I was uh, saying earlier in the hour, Dan, uh, kind of telling your your travel story about how when you go on a road trip, you go on a serious road trip.
7: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm a, so I'm Canadian for those who You're don't right, know right. down there and I, I still, I've always lived in Canada, so During the pandemic, we have in Canada a 14-day quarantine whenever you come back to Canada. So they installed a kit in my house that a lot of people have. So I called about six or seven games from home while uh, uh, over the holidays. And now I'm back down in the U.S. Uh, My trip started in Waco, actually. I flew from Toronto to Dallas, drove to Waco. And because I can't go back and forth, I believe I am
5: now uh, away from home for the duration of the regular season, like through championship week. So I am very lucky I have a supportive, independent wife. Listen to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on the Home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas.
8: Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid.
0: All right, I feel like I owe, over this past year, uh, my good health other than my accident, but I'm talking about not getting sick, all those kinds of things, to uh, taking supplements, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, I really believe in it. I've told a lot of friends about it, and, and boy, they start, they've started swearing by it. The American Heart Association recommends adults consume at least two servings of fish, I'm talking about fatty fish, each week containing omega-3s to help improve heart health. Okay, we're not all doing that. Let's be honest. Studies show that omega-3 fatty acids can decrease your risk for heart disease and heart attack. I mean, I really believe in this. Cooper Complete Supplements are backed by Cooper Clinic physician and founder, Dr. Kenneth Cooper, who recommends vitamins and supplements to improve the quantity and quality of his patients' lives. Uh, Dr. Cooper just turned 90 years old. He looked great the other day. I saw him on an exercise bike. He was rolling. He was doing his thing. I interrupted him, but that's okay. 10% off your purchase of Advanced Omega-3, all right, or plus get free shipping with any purchase of $60 or more. Here's all you have to do take the Cooper Vitamin Quiz at CooperVitaminQuiz.com. All right, CooperVitaminQuiz.com. And uh, if you'll do that, support your heart health with Cooper Complete Advanced Omega 3.
5: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
8: I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Jesse Britt Automotive. UMHB wins the American Southwest Conference on Saturday and Abilene beating hardin Simmons 23-15. It was the league's first true championship game played, and it's the crew's 16th conference championship. Baylor softball got the sweep over Texas Tech over the weekend, beating the Red Raiders yesterday 5-2. Baylor baseball got swept by TCU over the weekend. Kim Mulkey and the Lady Bears will face off with number one seed UConn tonight in the Elite Eight. Tip-off is at 6 o'clock, pregame at 5.30 on ESPN Central Texas. Scott and Drew and the top-seeded Bears are headed to the Elite Eight tonight as well, facing off with Arkansas. Tip is at 9 o'clock, and the Bears pregame starts at 8.30 on ESPN Central Texas.
5: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show, presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley.
0: It is uh, Matt Mosley alongside Stephen Simcox. And um, now we go to San Antonio. And uh, this is, uh, I'm excited to do this. Uh, Bruce Geatson standing by, getting ready for the call this evening. Um, And uh, the Alamo City. It is where it's going to go down this evening. Bruce, welcome uh, back to the show. I enjoyed talking to you so much, and um, I, uh, I wanted to have you back as we continue this march toward hopefully the uh, final four. Uh, Bruce, you're a journalism guy. You've got you've got that in your background and, and all of that. I mean, put this in perspective. Is this the, I mean, I, I people have called this maybe the greatest day in Baylor. Be- I mean, you can't a national title three national titles but when you factor in the men and the women this is a pretty awesome experience back-to-back elite eight games I, I don't I mean I, I'm sure there's been something sort of close to this over the years because both programs have done well but uh, Bruce this this feels really big
4: I think Matt you could safe to say that uh, Waco is the basketball capital of the United States today how's that
0: Ooh, ooh! You ought to just write that, Bruce. Just put that. <laughs> put that. Yeah, yeah. Get that. And I, you know,
4: I I heard earlier today that uh, that the UConn uh, Lady Bears game was originally going to be the late game, uh, not game the nine o'clock game. And uh, so appreciate the NCAA saying, "Hey, we're going to let Lady Bears fans have the back-to-back games, not have them yeah. competing." So. We'll do our game on the air at 5:30 uh, here on ESPN 1660, and then the tip-off at six. After that game, we'll do our post-game show and pass it right along to uh, to John and Pat uh, for um, the season Scott and Drew can uh, make the Elite Eight as well. So I think it'll be a great night of basketball.
0: I mean, it's just so cool, all of it. I mean, I you know everything that goes into this game. UConn, the history they have, the history Baylor has developed two dominant programs. Bruce, what do we – I don't want to get too hyperbolic. I uh, uh, We try to avoid that in journalism, writing, and all that kind of thing. But, I mean, I, I just tweeted something <laughs> about, Bruce, this being – you know, one of the – it really has become – it's not like they play all the time, but but that almost helps the rivalry. The, the buildup to these things is monstrous. And we hadn't had a lot of time to think about this, but now that it's here, um, put this in perspective. I mean, UConn and Baylor, is there any – I don't feel like there's any bigger uh bigger rivalry in the women's game at this point and, and pretty I mean it's pretty one of the, I, mean, I think it's one of the biggest rivalries in all of uh college basketball.
4: I would agree with you man. I think it, it used to be Yukon and Tennessee was a great mm-hmm. rivalry and Yukon and Notre Dame uh, was a great rivalry and uh, Tennessee was, you know, and uh when Pat Summit was coaching. And now because because of the coaches Kim Mulkey and Dino Auriemma and their success with their teams they've only played eight times but they've split those eight games and in the last 20 years no one has played Connecticut harder and better uh, than Baylor Uh, four and four in these games and it's been a roller coaster ride UConn won the first two then Baylor the next two UConn uh, games five and six and Baylor games seven and eight you know the very first time these two teams met back in 2010 was here in the Alamo Dome and it was in the semifinals of the Final Four, and uh, UConn won that one by 20, and that's been the biggest spread on any of the any of the eight meetings. But man, it's a game that everybody, when they looked at the bracket, and you know, Geno said, How, "How's that, Baylor and what, UConn in the same bracket?" Before, so one of them won't get to the Final Four, but UConn's made 12 straight Final Fours. This will be Baylor's played in four of them, and it's the game you were looking forward to seeing, but you're almost afraid to see because. Somebody's going to go home and not get to play in that Final Four.
0: Bruce Geetson joining us, and uh, he, will be, uh, he will be calling this. And uh, I, did see, uh, I did see Bruce at uh, DeJanae Carrington tweeted, you know, what's the math on this? Did you see ESPN's BPI had UConn with like a 23% chance to win it all and Baylor's next? And so Dijonay was wondering how Baylor was a two-seed. So the Stanford yeah. grad doubting the math, you know, wondering about the math, or wondering about the seeding, more importantly. I don't think she doubted the uh, the math on that one, but it's really fascinating to me. Uh, we're talking to Bruce in the uh, voice of the Lady Bears, going to call this thing tonight from San Antonio with, with Maggie. Uh, Stephen Simcox, go ahead, sir.
1: Bruce, how have you seen the development? I mean, I know she's been a, a great player all year, but it just really feels like Melissa Smith has become um, an incredibly efficient scorer down the stretch here in the season.
4: David, I think she's she started uh, – she made it a goal of hers to take a leadership role uh, on this team early in the year. you got to remember – it was Kalani Brown and Lauren Cox getting all the attention, uh, literally and figuratively, on the defensive side. And then Melissa had to get accustomed to that role of being the focus of opponents' defense. But she took that upon herself to, to do that and excel and uh, get more aggressive and take a leadership role. She scored in double figures in all but two games this year, and one of them she scored nine points. And she's been incredibly uh, consistent. And then you know, 11 for 11 the other night uh, from the field, that's not an accident, and they weren't all chip-ins and layups. They were some outside shots, 12, 15-footers. She even made her third three-pointer of the year, and I think she's deserving in all those Player of the Year awards she's getting. She's she's just excelled. Now, you know, we get Queen Agbo to continue her good play. Carrington will be a key. Moon Urson is scoring 10 more points a game in the postseason than she did in the regular season. So you've got a lot of things clicking. And you look at the Michigan game of the other night, you and you were talking about the BPI before the Michigan game. Baylor was number one, and UConn was number two, so they flip flop on that a little mm. bit. But you know, they're like they're like baseball stats. You can make them say what you what you want to say. What boils down to is you throw the ball up in the air and you, and you play tonight and see what happens. And I'm excited that uh, that this game's is uh, going to be tonight, and we're going to see who responds the best.
0: I loved uh, Melissa going behind her back in traffic. I mean, that that is. I, I think back. <laughs> Some of the great players, and I, you just don't, I, I, I don't, I mean, you don't see that in either men's or women's. I mean, just guys. I mean, it's just amazing how she did that. It was so cool to watch. I think you're right. I think, I think Queen Egbo, she wasn't hitting her shots the other night. Uh, I think that's a huge key. I think Dee Dee Bruce. I mean, it's just me spouting off, but I think she's got to tighten up that dribble and tighten up the uh, her play at point guard. I mean, you know, obviously teams do not respect her outside shot, and that's fine. I mean, I think she's had to learn to live with that. Baylor's had to learn to live with that. But, you know, if you're going to – she's a great passer. She's a great defender. She does so many other things well. But, you know, taking care of the basketball, to me, is going to be so huge in this game tonight.
4: It is very much so. If you notice, teams the last half a dozen games have started pressuring the basketball more coming up to court. I don't to change your position uh, going into your senior year. And she was a two or a three uh, in a position, and then Coach Mulkey said, hey, we need you to play point guard. That's a whole new focus, and she's done really good at that. She's done great with assists. Offensive number's down a little bit, but she's fo- that's because she's got a different focus. And so I think, uh, and then she still is expected to play defense and clamp down on the top score for the other team. And so that's a lot of pressure to put on a point guard, and I think Dee. Dee especially coming off the the medical issue she had in october after the collision i think she's done a great job now would you like her to make more shots yeah absolutely but i think it's more important like you said to take care of the basketball and get it up and uh, let her teammates do some offense
0: all right bruce uh, geetson joining us uh be calling that lady bears game tonight espn central texas he's on the matt mosley show with steven simcox uh talk, this yukon team what do you uh what do you make? Paige Becker's the uh the, the young point guard, freshman point guards come in and, and turned a lot of heads. I mean she reminds you of some of these great Yukon guards uh from the past and, and just a tremendous player. Kristen Williams, another player that's uh really stood out for them. What what do you think Bruce is gonna be the key? Is it and, and do you and how do you see these matchups? Every once in a while, Nelissa will lock down one of these great opposing players. But, but Dede's known as Baylor's best defender. How do you kind of see some of these matchups up, match playing out?
4: Well, you, uh, Matt, the first two things that Kim Mulkey looks at on the stat sheet of the box score when she comes to talk with us in postgame every game are the defensive field goal percentage and the rebounding. And I think both Dino Auriemma and Kim Mulkey are cut from that same club. That's Those are the two things that win you games. And, you know, Beckers is a is, is a great player, obviously, but oftentimes when you've got a real good player like that and you focus on one, somebody else can beat you. A number two or a number three player can have a great game. And coming up. Kristen Williams, the other night had 27 against Iowa. So you have to guard against that, and maybe Beckers will get her points or get her assists. Like Coach Mulkey said, she makes everybody around her better and she may get her 15-20 points and then double-digit assist, but you don't want to let somebody else beat you, so that's going to be a key. Lady Bears controlling the boards. They only had 37 boards against Michigan, but that's not being real critical. Michigan played a great game and uh, had a good game plan on that, so Lady Bears have been averaging 50 boards. I don't think they're going to get 50 against UConn, but they need to win the board battle, and UConn historically has had a tough time making shots when they play Baylor, and Gino or knows it. They've got to hit some outside shots to win this game, and you can say the same thing about the Lady Bears.
0: Boy, this is fun. I mean, Bruce, you gotta you gotta kinda pace yourself. I mean, you're getting closer to game time. I mean, I, I just cannot <laughs> uh, you know, getting a call something like this, I know you uh, appreciate it and uh and it's just a such an awesome uh an awesome opportunity and and that kind of thing. Is uh do you think um Gino and Kim over the years, I mean, is there a can we have we had some hatred there at all? Not true hatred, but have we have we had some? I mean, where where are we in that relationship? Do you think? I mean, I, is it just kind of one of extremely high respect, but not like not like love, uh, great friends? Where are we in that relationship?
4: I think it's just a uh, very strong mutual respect for what they've accomplished in basketball, and Gino Arena loves coming to Waco and playing the Lady. Uh, showing what he's done for women's basketball. He says, I don't get that from my home crowd. He says, I love it. <laughs> and Kim is appreciative that the home fans do that as well, and I think she's appreciated up there. Really, guys, you've got two of the three winningest active coaches in, in, in college basketball on the court tonight. You know, And I'm, I'm saying three because Tara Vanderveer is in there as well. But, I mean, there's just history on both sides, and really legendary coaches when you come down to it. I think Baylor's done awesome with three national championships Gino Arrieta and UConn have won 11 titles. They won four in a row uh, in the last decade, you know. And it's just he's just built an incredible program. He tells recruits, if you want to go win a conference title somewhere, go somewhere else. If you want to win a national championship, you come here. But he's got to add Baylor into that mix now. And I he appreciates and respects what Kim Mulkey has done.
0: Yeah, because it was better for the women's game to get some other teams into the mix. And South Carolina and Baylor and Notre Dame has done it over the years. It's really, really become I I, I think so. And tonight's going to be one of the great double features in Baylor history. Bruce, have a great call. Have fun tonight. It's great to hear some fans in the background. I know that's weird when you got to call a game and nobody's <laughs> nobody's there. <laughs> hey, great to
4: talk to you, Matt. Thanks for having me on. And uh, sick of bears.
0: There he goes, Bruce Geitzon. Uh, he'll be calling the game, Lady Bears, he and Maggie tonight on the call right there from uh, the Alamo Dome. Stephen, I wish they'd play over at St. Mary's. I think Bruce likes it over there in that small confines. That's that's a better environment, honestly. But uh, they'll probably get that thing. It's a huge game, so we'll get that thing uh, over at the um, Alamo Dome. That's a it's a that's a huge place, much like um, the the uh, Lucas Oil Field. All right. Stephen, it's time now. Let's let's uh, let's talk some. Let's get you ready, and then we will get uh, John Morris, voice of the Bears, on with us as he gets ready to call the men's game tonight at uh, 9 p.m. It's all next. Tune in tonight
6: for Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat and John from the NCAA Tournament on ESPN Central Texas. The top seed Bears take on third seed Arkansas for a trip to the Final Four tonight in Indianapolis. 8.30 for the Pizza Hut countdown to tip-off. 9 p.m. tip-off tonight. Baylor Basketball tonight from the NCAA Tournament here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas.
0: Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you not enough money for down payment or low credit score. NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family call 254-752- 1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way.
7: My house has a new glow
8: is here and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with durolite That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate, UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And be sure and check out their great Google and Angie List reviews.
7: I love
5: my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Ram Truck
7: Month is back at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. Everyone knows Cameron Autoplex is your Central Texas truck authority, and the deals don't get any better than during Ram Truck Month. During this event, qualified buyers get 0% for 84-month financing on any new Ram 1500 crew cab or star And if you need a heavy-duty Ram to get the job done, we've got that too. This is a limited-time event, so hurry into Cameron Autoplex. There's a reason why people
4: say it's always friendlier and cheaper in Cameron.
5: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
8: I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Jesse Britt Automotive. UMHB wins the American Southwest Conference on Saturday in Abilene, beating Harden Simmons 23 15. It was the league's first true championship game played, and it's the crew's 16th conference championship. Baylor Softball got the sweep over Texas Tech over the weekend, beating the Red Raiders yesterday 5 2. Baylor Baseball got swept by TCU over the weekend. Kim Mulkey and the Lady Bears will face off with number one seed UConn tonight in the Elite Eight. Tip-off is at 6 o'clock, pregame at 5.30 on ESPN Central Texas. Scott Drew and the top-seeded Bears are headed to the Elite Eight tonight as well, facing off with Arkansas. Tip is at 9 o'clock, and the Bears pregame starts at 8.30 on ESPN Central Texas.
5: SportsCenter, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. 11 seconds
4: to go. The ball is on the Baylor 45-yard line, where it is going to be second and five for Colorado. Darian Hagan goes back, rolls to his left. Here comes the rush. Hagan has some time. Pumps the ball downfield. Has it intercepted! Baylor has the ball! I believe it's intercepted by Frankie Smith, and that's the ball game. With one second left to go, Frankie Smith steps in front of the ball, and this ball game belongs to the Baylor Bears. With one second to go, Frankie Smith intercepts the pass, and the Baylor Bears have upset the defending national champion in Boulder, Colorado, broke in the nation's longest win scheme, Frankie
0: Smith of from- oh, Are you trying to make me cry, Steven? My freshman year at Baylor. Bears knockoff. Oh, that was the voice of the late great Frank Fallon. Love it, man. I love the way, love the way he sounded. I like, the way, oh, I like the way that game ended, obviously. Uh, we were watching that game. I believe we, we had played in a, a, a tournament. We had a flag football tournament, my, uh, my dorm, uh, out, at the, uh, out at the Baylor Stadium, out at old Floyd Casey. And then we went over to, like, I think it was J.T. McCords maybe, or whatever J.T. McCords came. We watched that game, and we were all going crazy. Bears knock off the defending national champs. That's J.J. and that gang. JJ Joe, our good buddy, man, that's fun when we talk about that kind of thing. John Morris will be joining us any minute now, and uh, God, it was good to talk to Bruce Geethan. Good to talk about the women tonight at six o'clock, and then the men getting ready to go late tonight, nine o'clock local tip, late night for the. I mean, ten o'clock Eastern, nine fifty-seven Eastern uh, for John and everything. I mean, it's it's uh it's going to be so much fun to uh, To do this tonight, and uh, John's going to be John's been doing a great job. Of course, he'll have this two o'clock show. Uh, he's been doing that from the site, and uh, that is really really cool. You get John Morris in the bubble, and uh, the man knows how to do it. The man knows how to handle himself in that situation. And uh, John came up and learned under Frank, and then he took over in later years. And uh, just so cool to hear that voice, John. We just played. An old Frank Fallon call. Um, it it just uh, it just you know it brings back so many memories. It's my freshman year, the defending national champion Colorado, they go down uh, to that Baylor team led by JJ Joe. Now your partner on football uh, brings back a lot of memories. And I know John, anytime you get to hear uh, Frank's voice and think about that, those are good. Those are great memories. And great memories when you think about the Final Four. Hopefully Baylor's going to get there. The longtime voice of the Final Four was your old teacher and partner, Frank Fallon. Good to have you, John. Yeah.
7: yeah, man, thanks very much. It's really cool. I mean, we we remember Frank really everything we do. But then when you get to you know a huge stage like this and think about 21 years he was the PA voice for the Final Four, that that is pretty cool. So uh, you know they they basically. Uh, couldn't replace him. They had to go to uh, kind of revolving uh, PA guys when Frank retired, <laughs> and uh, he, he was just irreplaceable, you know? So uh, yeah. that's a good memory. It really is.
0: I think it should have been passed down to you. Did, did they not give you that? <laughs> <laughs> you no, know,
7: that did not come, not come with the Baylor job. <laughs> that was separate.
0: <laughs> John Morris is right there uh, in Indianapolis. And, uh, John, I mean, it's uh, – it is a great day in Baylor history. This back-to-back feature. Now you got to get your focus on the men's game, uh, and so you know you'll be doing all your pre-game and get that thing going. But I mean, I I, I would say you'll have a uh, one eye on that as you prepare that uh, Baylor women's game. I mean, you've been at Baylor for a lot of years. You love the university so much that I would say I don't know if this is the biggest day in sports history, Baylor hoops history, but it, it, it's one of the funnest. Uh, if I can use that word it's just a it's just an amazing day uh for all of Baylor athletics and Baylor sports and uh and, and pretty cool, John, that you'll be anchoring that coverage as we hope that both programs enter the final four
7: yeah it's uh you know I had that thought is this would this be the biggest day in Baylor basketball history when you count men's and women's? Now the mm-hmm. women have won three national championships, so don't discount that. Men have been to the Elite Eight before, but then when you think about both of them playing in the Elite Eight with wins today, both could advance to the Final Four. You know, it's it may not be at the top of the list, but it is certainly certainly way up there.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, I, this your third Elite Eight to call. Uh, we were all in Houston for that game against Duke. That was one, uh, John. I've got that down as one of the great days in Baylor history because the fans went showed up in droves. It was obviously non COVID times and so we could do that. I, I don't want to overdo it, but but John, it felt like I forget what the exact attendance. You may remember something like this, but it felt like forty five thousand Baylor fans and maybe a thousand or two thousand Duke fans showed up but it that was a day the Baylor family sort of just all decided you know what this is a big day we're all going to show up and if not for a a controversial call that team was going to make the final four. John do you remember like what you said in that moment when they called that when they called that on uh, the the, the, uh, the charge there uh on uh, AC what what was what did you say in that moment and how how frustrating was that for you even as you were doing the game
7: Yeah, I don't remember the exact words, but we we saw it as a uh uh you know, it should have gone the other way. For sure, Her block charge calls are, you know, sometimes very subjective, but I think that one uh certainly should have gone Baylor's way, but it did not and might have been the difference. That one call might have been the difference in Baylor getting to the Final Four in 2010. And I tell you, I remember it like you do, that uh, that's one of the all-time greats, just that scene there in what was then Reliant Stadium, and 45,000 was the crowd, and about 35,000 were Baylor people. So uh, that was just, that is one of the all-time greats, and uh, that's kind of the level we're trying to get to and reach to. We won't attendance-wise, but trying to reach that this evening.
0: All right, John. I just made sure you do have if they if they do win tonight. Do you, have you do you have a final four ticket for me waiting? I just want to make sure I have not secured <laughs> it yet. You know I'll find uh, a way into town. Yeah, you know, it's in the, <laughs> the mail.
7: Yeah, it's in the mail. Sure, you got that.
0: <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna overnight that to me. Thank you
7: for, <laughs> for doing
0: that and keeping me in mind on that. My goodness, boy, you and you got a son-in-law involved with this team. I got to say, I have loved. I I didn't really know him, but my goodness, he he's got athleticism. I was watching one of those. Kickball games that, that the team was playing the other day, and then he had the, like the game prayer and, and kind of kind of a fiery type prayer. I mean, this guy, I I, I don't think I had a, a full appreciation for like what all he brings to the program. So kudos to him, John.
7: Yeah, absolutely. That's Ty Beard, you know, my son-in-law, and uh, it's great to have him with uh, in the bubble with uh, with basketball. So he's been. Separate from uh, his wife and his two kids uh, who are here with us, but not with Ty really since before the Big 12 or when they left the Big 12. So mm-hmm. it's been a long time, and that's you know that kind of hits home because you think about the bubble. All right, these guys are in the bubble. Well, yeah. think about their families that are outside the bubble and the kids you know, that haven't seen their dads for a while. Uh, it's tough. It really is tough, but it sort of shows the sacrifices that these coaches and the players, not just the coaches, but everybody is going through.
0: Now, one of your uh, grandsons, I think, was caught on uh, Jumbotron really with some good dance moves. And, I, you know, I don't know. I think we've become a little more moderate at Baylor over the years. Used to have some really some no dancing rules out there. John, where does that
7: come from? Is that uh, you <laughs> or your wife? I know some mean, pretty no. good moves. It's, it's not from me. I, I think that kind of goes without saying. Uh, I think it's very <laughs> natural. That is uh, Truett Beard, and he got some time on TV, and he got some more time on the video board uh, in uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse the other day. And it was funny. He and I walked to get some lunch today, and we ran into several different Baylor groups—really, three different Baylor groups—and they all say the same thing: "Truett, superstar man, you're a superstar." <laughs> so a great that's name. fun, and he's eating yeah. it up. And now, of course, he expects to be—you uh, know—he expects to be sitting with Jim Nance. I think tonight on the CBS broadcast. <laughs>
0: Drew, if Truant starts saying hello, friends, you'll know. Yeah. You'll know. Exactly. He's, he's really advanced. <laughs> Talking to John Morris, Voice of the Bears. He's getting ready to do his show and, and kind enough to jump on with us. John, what great memories we have. SWC sending Houston, Baylor, and Arkansas to this thing. Baylor matches up with these hogs. What have you been able to gather? We remember the great days. Eddie Sutton, uh, those SWC tournaments come to mind. Nolan Richardson, 40 Minutes of Hell was a great thing but but this Arkansas team is different lots of athleticism uh they do play defense but I mean they just kind of they kind of come at you in waves and and so from an athleticism standpoint they they can match up with the Bears what have you been able to gather as you've kind of talked to heard all the news conferences been a part of all of that what what do you make because Moses Moody is a big time NBA type player and their coach obviously has a NBA pedigree. What what have you learned, and what do you think is going to make life difficult for the Bears this evening?
7: I think those things you mentioned. Uh, their athleticism just kind of jumps off the page at you, and they're just uh, you know, as, as Pat and I say, they've got some dudes. Man, they got some dudes that they will run off the bench and start. At, and good size to Justin Smith is a guy that's six seven uh, and their leading rebounder. And he, he, uh, he's one of the starters, and he's one of the big guys, but he plays like a guard. And Moses Moody six six. he's a freshman. He's their leading scorer. But he, uh, you know, they all just have that athletic ability where it looks like they could play any position on the floor, and they just come at you in waves, like you said. So uh, they're very hot. They've won 12 of their last 13 games, I guess, behind Gonzaga. They're the hottest team in the country right now and uh, if we get a lead on them uh, don't get too comfortable because they've come from double digit deficits to win all 3 of their tournament games uh, against Colgate against Texas Tech remember they beat Tech 68-66 and then beat ORU by 2 the other night so they are just really well coached really a good team uh, as you said very athletic and i think it's going to be a great matchup and a real real challenge for Baylor
0: You remember that game, I think about games against Arkansas, Uh, John, was it 1990? Farrell Center was still very new, and that number three team with Nolan Richardson came in, I think that was Todd Day, the Big O, Lee Mayberry, and the Bears, um, was that Julius Denton, I think Chris, was it? Christian, Toby Christian, somebody had—I think he had a game off the bench. That was one of my favorite. And I know you remember that, but it was just one of my favorite moments. And that was a David Wesley who went on in the NBA. But I thought, uh, I thought that that was Wesley just saying, you know what? I know we're not, maybe we're not the best team, but today we're going to pull this thing off. That that was one of my favorite uh, regular season matchups ever, John.
7: Oh man, yeah, it was February of '90. You're right, and they were third in the nation. And the two teams ahead of them had already lost that day. So, uh, whoever it was, number one and number two had lost. And Arkansas with a win over Baylor would have been number one in the nation in the poll that next Monday. And, uh, Baylor knocked them off. And, <laughs> and, uh, then the, the comeback into that was the Big 12, I mean, the uh, Southwest Conference tournament, uh, about a month later, six weeks later in Dallas. And, uh, Arkansas put it on Baylor pretty good. <laughs> But that one day in Waco, man, Baylor was uh, all over Arkansas.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you made some regular trips to Barnhill, and that was one of the scariest places. And that may have been, I I think I remember Frank in that game, like 17 – you know, it's like 17 to 1 or something, the start of that SWC tournament game. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. But uh, hey, John, have a great call. Thank you for jumping on. We love your work that you're doing. Your 2 o'clock show is always fun with some great guests, uh, 2 to 3 every day, but especially, man, during this tournament. And I hope you get to call a couple of final four games uh, and uh, really appreciate you jumping on with us.
7: Well, let's hope that happens. Always great to visit with you, man. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I hope folks don't turn off as soon as, you know, as uh, you're off. You know, if they stick around for an hour, that'd be nice. So We'll have another hour from here in Indianapolis.
0: <laughs> let's do it. Here he goes, John Morris, Voice of the Bears. He will be on with you two to three. The man never stops. And then, of course, tonight he'll be on the call, ESPN Central Texas, 1660. Then you'll hear it on 92.9. It's going to be so much fun. About 9 o'clock this evening, the men tip off, and you'll hear from John. And now you'll hear from John for another hour. And, uh, Stephen, great work by you today. Really appreciate it. And uh, we will uh, turn it over to John Morris and then have a great day. Uh, we've got Tom, 4 to 6, and then, of course, Glenn Stretch-Smith, 3 to 4. It's going to be a fun day. We will see you tomorrow on Tuesday to react to these huge games. Good night.